Good evening, everybody. Chad, Andy, and Brett saying hello, good evening. And this is a weird one because we are all sitting in the same room staring at each other. Well, Brett's staring at his phone right now, but we won't hold that against him. Um, I don't even have to ask you guys to say hello and wait for the lag of the internet because you're all in my dining room right now as we record this. How's it going, boys? Good, man. Brett, I want to shout out to Brett. So, Brett, this is the first podcast in probably a while where Brett had to get dressed because you've already you've driven the 40 minutes from Mississauga to come to my house to record tonight. So thank you for putting on pants. So uh, I didn't work today, and I figured it, the only way I was going to get out of my house today is if I came over to record. Okay. So, so I was your excuse to get out of the We were your excuse to get out of the house. And it was my excuse, and you were the fallback. Yeah, um, well, I mean, full disclosure, we were going to record yesterday, and I, something came up, and I was like, guys, I don't know. It'll be later than we thought. And then Brett was like, well, we can do it tomorrow, which now is today. But, like, if we do that, I'm coming to Hamilton. And, I mean, at that point, what do I say? I, I can't be like, no, if you're going to drive to Hamilton, I'm still not going to do it. <laughs> so, so not only did Brett put on – he did put on pants, but he did not put on shoes to come to my house, which I've – I, I, I already laughed at, and if you are a member of the community with a disability, uh, you might find it maybe not as funny that Brett doesn't ever wear shoes, but I don't know if he, sometimes you do, but he just didn't leave the house with shoes today. Uh, he just drove all the way to my house without shoes, so, came up my back door, uh, up my ramp into my back door, and he wasn't wearing shoes, and I was like, you're not wearing shoes, and he's like, I didn't wear shoes because I don't need shoes because my feet don't hit the floor. I have a pair of shoes in my car. I have a pair of boots in my car. I just chose not to put them on. Did you put them on from your house to your car? Absolutely not. I'm, I could go from my garage to my car. Okay. So you just keep the shoes in your car and the boots in your car. Yeah, that's correct. In case societal implications dictate that you need to wear shoes. That is correct. And well, I mean, even then, I don't really put shoes on unless I absolutely have to. Wow. What do, you, what do you do if you go in a variety store that says no shirts, no shoes, no service? Well, my wheels touch the ground, and that's what I'm assuming they're referring to. So so you still don't do it? I, I just stopped at uh, the convenience store to pick up lottery tickets tonight. You rebel. No. Not for the lottery tickets, but for the no. No, no, no. You rebel. I, I you just, bought lottery tickets. I just don't care. <laughs> He's living dangerously. He bought two instant bingos tonight. <laughs> I mean, realistically, what are they going to do? They're going to be like, that wheelchair guy has no shoes on me. Yeah. We can't serve him. Can you go home, sir? But uh, <laughs> I, I didn't notice you're not wearing shoes. I didn't look at your feet. Thank and, you. And um, But... Do you have to wear shoes for work? Yes. Okay. Yes, of course. I Is actually, that what the boots are for? Um, no, I have a pair of boots for winter in my car. Oh, they're we, not work we, boots. We, we had <laughs> we had snow previously this winter. We still may have a little bit right now, and I've got work boots in my locker at work. Okay, can I just hypothetically, if your work required steel toe work boots, would you have to go buy steel toe work boots to protect your feet? No, my company actually supplies uh, um, an allotment, so they pay for my book work boots. But did, can you save them money by not buying the steel toe work boots? I don't know. I have I have two feet that don't necessarily work, but they're still present. Yeah, but I mean, the whole point of uh, steel toed boots is because you could theoretically drop things on 
on your feet. I drop things on my feet daily. Is anybody sick of the 2020 memes already? Oh, I posted one uh, at like 1230 on the 31st. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's you know what? I, I'm actually more tired of people saying it as opposed to what, seeing the memes. I actually appreciated the ones that were going around, I guess, New Year's Eve that said, and maybe just because I'm a musician, but the ones that said 2020, comma, 24 hours to go, as in I want to be sedated. So I was enjoying that. Well, before we took our month-long break, Brett was going to uh, – I was going to say Mississauga. <laughs> Mexico is in Mississauga. But... Mexico is much further than Mississauga. Um, I am a little bit familiar with Playa del Carmen because I did a trip there this past summer. Um, but I know as a wheelchair user who has been on some airplanes, and you've been on probably far more airplanes than I have because I've literally been on three, one to Florida when I was eight, one to Dominican two summers ago, and then one to Mexico last summer. Um, but the worst part of flying for me is that freaking aisle chair. I can't stand it. I just feel like Hannibal Lecter when they strap you into this thing and push you to your seat. Uh, so were there any... Any accessibility challenges getting to Mexico? Because I've heard from I've, from Twitter of all places, uh, tons of horror stories about people losing their chairs, chairs getting damaged, you know, falling off of tarmacs and all kinds of just brutal stuff. I don't imagine any of that happened to you, but any any stories to share? Is it bad as a as a person or a man with a disability hearing those horror stories? Horror stories. <laughs> um, I just tend to roll my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, what if it happened to you? Would you roll your eyes if it happened to you? Um, which part though? Like, you know, <laughs> you're just over it. You know, like I mean, you know what? All that stuff is absolutely horrible. I get it. But I mean, like, these guys are just trying to do their job. Either trying to put me on an on an airplane or unpacking shit off an airplane in a in a timely manner. And I mean. Accidents do happen. It, it, there's no, uh, th- there's no reason for it to happen. But but accidents do happen. I think it's more that the airlines need to be more held accountable for stuff to happen, as opposed to their employees being held accountable. Yeah, I mean, the the reality is, like you said, accidents happen. Uh, luggage gets lost. Luggage gets damaged. Um. Is it a little bit different because it's your main mode of transportation? Yeah, it sucks then, but it also sucks if somebody able-bodied loses their luggage, right? Like, they're going to be at just as distraught as you would be. They'd probably be a little more mobile, but... Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, there might be a discrepancy between losing your pants, and we keep talking about pants tonight, but losing your pants and losing essentially your legs, right? Because yeah, but, uh, for guys like Brett and I, if your wheelchair doesn't show up or your wheelchair ends up damaged, you, you're literally screwed. And you, you know what? We're, we're probably going to have Julian, Julian Bard listen to this podcast, and I know that when he went to Norway on his way back, yeah. he had an issue where he had a layover somewhere, I believe it was Germany. Yeah, I saw that on social and, media as well. And, and uh, they didn't uh, bring his chair to the gate, and he found out that it was actually left in uh, Norway. Uh, so uh, he had to sit in a, uh, a chair that they provided for him for like eight or ten hours. And I mean, that, that again, that sucks, and that's absolutely horrible. 
When, in my experience with uh, we flew with Air Transat, mm-hmm. uh, they when you che- check in at the gate, uh, they give you a a plastic bag so you can yeah. co- cover your wheelchair yeah. in the event that the weather outside is inclement. And that's honestly that's the first time that that's I've ever experienced that with any airline, and I've flown now with four, but. Um, so I thought that that was pretty pretty great, um, but and the, the the flight was fantastic, and the the way I was treated by the airline staff them, themselves, and honestly the gate the gate staff that works for the the airport, um, I I really thought that it was a, the best trip I've ever taken. You flew out of Toronto, Pearson. We flew out of Toronto and we uh, landed in Cancun. Mm-hmm. Um, Flying into a different country is always a little bit worrisome because you don't know uh, if they've got the same sort of standards um, and then the language barrier and whatnot. But honestly, it, it was a great experience. Um, we talked to the guy uh, when we landed in Mexico and uh, I, I flew. Uh, I threw him a few ducats for being so helpful. And Ducats. The word of today is ducats. So along those lines, the first time I really traveled – with my wheelchairs when I went to Haiti. Haiti, yeah. And um, so, like, the, we flew into Dominican, and I would imagine that the Dominican airport is much like the Mexican airport, like nothing like Pearson or one of the bigger ones here. Mm-hmm. But um, so, anyways, we get off. Um, I'm, I'm in my wheelchair, so I can't remember if I was one of the first ones off or last one off. I can't remember. You probably would have been the last one. Off. I would assume it first one on and last one off, if, and that's only speaking from yeah. the experience of, of my two flights that I can remember. Um, when I flew, when yeah. I was eight uh, in Florida, I wasn't a, a primary wheelchair user at the time. So, so yeah. Now that we talk it out, that's what makes sense. But anyways, there yeah. was a a young lady just waiting as I as I got into my wheelchair, and she was amazing. She spoke very good English. Help me where to go, grab my bags, everything. This is in the Dominican airport? Yeah. So we go through all the, all the stuff. And because I was in my wheelchair, I didn't meet up with my group after. And and this young young lady just stayed by my side. I was like, oh, you can you can go now. And she's like, no, I'm fine. I'll make sure you meet up with your team, whatever. And then my buddy walks over and... Uh, one of the guys we were traveling with, and he's like, Andy, she wants money. Like, <laughs> so just like you said, and it was just my ignorance for not not, uh, not traveling. So you threw her some ducats as well? Well, I don't think ducats are the same. <laughs> you have to consider that uh, when you go to a country like that, um, they don't make an awful lot of money, right? So Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I, I totally get it. But again, it's just my um, lack of travel, lack of... No, and that's fine. And that's fine. Usually, when I go to a place like that, I'll uh, give the airport uh, whatever five bucks, and then uh, yeah, I leave uh, ten dollars on uh, my bedside table mm. the first day that I'm there, and then I proceed to leave five bucks each day. Wow! And, and honestly, you're, you're a bigger tipper than I am, Brett Wills. Smart though. Yeah, you know, it, it works. I would imagine, now you're at, a, at, an, at an inclusive resort. All, in, all inclusive yeah, yeah. resorts. And it, yeah. it worked out well because I got my fridge filled, refilled every day with yeah. 
soft drinks, um, booze, um, and fresh fruit. And uh, the, the bathroom was cleaned like thoroughly. My bed was made. Um, what was really, really funny is um, it's the first time I've ever experienced it. I get to the resort the first day and we get settled and I'm unpacking my suitcase because I had a bunch of clothes that needed to be hung up or I would have had to iron them. And if uh, I had to iron them, I would have burned down the resort. <laughs> but um, but uh, so I'm hanging up uh, my clothes and I hear on the door and this guy's standing there and he's trying to speak to me in his broken English or Spanish or whatever. And Spanglish. Spanglish. Yeah. yeah. So he says, turn down service. And I'm trying to figure out what he means by turn down service. Turn down for what? Turn down for what? <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so I said, yeah, sure. So this turn down service is they show up about five o'clock or five thirty every day. And they literally get your bed ready for you. Wow. Which sounds weird <laughs> and super awkward. It sounds very weird. Uh, but uh, you know what? The, the, these maids make the beds uh, and jam the the uh, the covers in or the blankets in so much that it actually worked out well because I didn't have to fight with it after a day of drinking. So you appreciated the turned down service. 100%. I didn't give him any money. I was just going to say, did you tip him as well? No. So was, it was a... It was a standard service. Like you didn't have to. Correct. It wasn't. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so beyond the, uh, the air travel, which was okay, uh, how how was the actual trip? Uh, best trip we've ever been on. Um, I don't know. Uh, well, you've been to Mexico uh, once or twice. Just once. Just once. I loved it though. But um, so this resort, it's up. It's a little bit set back from the the beach, and it it all seemed like it was on an incline. So coming down to the beach in the morning was great, but going back <laughs> after a day of tequila, 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 boom boom, whatever that is, yeah, was um, I got boom boom once when I was in Mexico, and I don't know what the boom boom is, but it was good stuff. Um, it, it's it's a little bit of a nightmare, and then there are people walking past you. Of all nationalities asking, so do you need help? Nope, nope, I'm good. <laughs> My head is just spinning and I'm trying to push as hard as I can up a hill. And At least people ask you. Like I've had it happen more than once where people just start pushing my chair and I'm like, no, I'm good. Oh, like, no, 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 no. I got, I got you. That, 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 ha that happens too. But I mean, you, you try to be polite. and It, it only happened once where I uh, I needed to be firm, so. Listen, personal question as a wheelchair user, because I know that I've experienced it. Um, I would imagine, and maybe it's just me, but probably not. Um, I know for me, and this is maybe too much information for the internet, but who cares? Um, I know for me, um, when I'm drinking, I don't know how much I've had to drink until I go to get out of my chair, whether it's be to go to the washroom or to get into bed or to get into the pool or whatever it is. Uh, because as a stationary guy, you're feeling pretty good all the time. And then, and then you go to get out of your chair and you go, Whoa. <laughs> so the, the last time 
And I know I know where you're going with that. But <laughs> the last time we were on vacation, we went to Mexico too. That was two years ago. The first day we got there, uh, I went straight to the bar and just drank and drank and drank. And it was time to get ready for dinner. And <laughs> I went back to the room and went to go have a shower and realized that I'd had way too much to drink. Yes. Uh, very disoriented, very, very quickly, stumbling all over the place, struggling to get back into my wheelchair. Like, I, I made it to dinner, but... Uh, Andy's got a great look on his face as we tell our stories. We, I was pretty loaded. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I understand it, but... At the same time, I don't, because, like, alcohol hits you regardless so, like, if you're in your chair but not moving at all, then that would make sense to me. Mm. But, like, you got to move. You, you got to move around a little bit, right? Like, you're not getting people to get you drinks. Oh, no, no, no but you are. Oh, yeah? <laughs> but you are. So it would be no different from me sitting on my couch. So, yeah, I mean, Brett's kind of, I think we're, we're sort of sharing the, the same headspace. If I'm, and again, I'm speaking of my, my trip to Mexico, if I'm going to the pool for the day, the beach for the day, I'm plopping myself in a chair and not moving, not moving. Yeah. And so, and generally at the places like that, you tip well and they keep, they keep bringing it. Right. So you're drinking, you're drinking. And then it's like, whoa, <laughs> we, we, but, but it would be no different than Joe Blow able body plowing himself in a pool chair and standing up. I guess so. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, I've experienced as a person that doesn't really use his legs that when you start drinking and you drink heavily. You think you can use your legs? No. Oh. Good one, though. But uh, no. <laughs> well, you, I mean, you're, you try to stand up, you are going to fall. Well, you, you know, you're. You, Obviously, your coordination is off, gets off, and when you try to reach for like a grab bar or something to try and grab yourself to pull yourself out of your chair, you just you either miss the grab bar or you you pull yourself too far, hard and you miss where your your ass is gonna land. Or... <laughs> but but again, that's I I don't think that's any different than trying to stand up and it's a different perspective because you've got two working. Working legs. He just used air quotes, by the way, internet. I know you can't see that. He, my point is just this. I don't I don't think it's a, as different as you, you think it is. I don't know. I'd have I to, mean, we'd have I to. I don't know. We, we should ask the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us, internet. And, and and until we experience both sides, I guess we're, the jury's out. But yeah. uh, Internet, please tell Andy that he's wrong. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I could very well be wrong, and I will be the first to admit it. And probably the only way we're going to figure that out. What about what about you? I mean, I, all jokes aside, we've had Andy and I have had people assume that that he's drunk because he's walking the way he is, and and but I would imagine for somebody with balance issues like yourself, does it not get worse when your your does your balance certainly wouldn't get any better while while if you were drinking? No, no, it, it does definitely, and I mean I understand what you're saying, but the the my point is. I don't think your drinks are going to hit you any harder. Any harder because yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I assume you heard your fair share of uh, of drinking and driving jokes in in Mexico, Brad, as you roll your eyes. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's, 
it's 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 amongst friends it's amongst strangers it's it's a little ridiculous i think it was just it, it was a great trip mainly because the weather was great i was amongst friends and family and we went for my mom's 60th birthday and it was kind of a surprise she knew that uh, my mom or not my mom but she knew that my brother and my sister-in-law and myself were going and when we got to the airport we surprised her with a whole bunch of other people. And then a few days after we arrived, my aunt from Muskoka showed up. And then oh, cool! Uh, the same day, my aunt and uncle from uh, California showed up. Um, so uh, it, it was, it was just, it was a nice, it was a nice trip. She deserved it though. So that's cool, man. That's really cool. Special for special for mom and special for everybody. I bet to not only, be, I mean, it's hard enough for family to get together when you are geographically close, let alone for it to happen on the other side of the world. Um, we are, we are, we are a podcast that dis- that discusses matters of disability. I didn't say the tagline in the intro. I screwed it up internet, but uh, any, well, it's been a while. It's, so. It has been, we have, we've been off for far too long. Uh, any accessibility challenges besides the obvious? I don't imagine you spent too much time down at the beach as a wheelchair user. I spent every single day at the beach. Wow. Okay. So what did that look like? Did uh, you- so the first day we got there, I made a point of going down to the beach almost right away. Yeah, uh, to see to, just to scope it out. Um, I, I'm kind of like a kid in a candy store when it comes to tropical beaches yeah. and whatnot. Um, so I went down there and just to experience what uh, what the beach looked like the uh, at this resort. And as I'm coming down the ramp, and uh, it wasn't a grade. But um, <laughs> what? It was not too great. That's okay. You mean they didn't have AODA accessibility standards in I, Mexico? I'm sure they do. But well, it would be the MODA. Yes. <laughs> yes, it would be. But um, I, uh, I've come down the ramp and I look over to my right, uh, just past the uh, balcony um, bar, and um, they have a beach chair. Yeah. And, like an actual beach like chair. Actual. Oh, beach that's better than my resort then. So one where you could actually hop in. Yeah. I mean, I, I obviously needed some help with it yeah. because I can't push it on my own because the tires are too. So they're giant. Yeah. They, they look like mini monster truck tires. Yeah. So for the rest of the internet, if you're listening and don't know what a beach chair is, it's exactly as Brett has described. It's an all-terrain chair that largely you cannot push these things yourself. I've only ever been in one in Point Pelee, Ontario. When we went on a camping trip, there was a hike uh, that was obviously largely inaccessible. They had a, an ATV chair, which I jumped in. And that was the worst part for me, not being able to push it. But it's super rad to be able to ride in comfort because these the tires on these things are, as Brett just said, literally like a tank. So, so you jump in the beach chair. And, I mean, uh, you get two or three people that help you down to the beach and uh, – we actually pulled it into the ocean every single day so I could go for a swim. And full disclosure, I can't swim. So <laughs> swim in air quotes uh, basically means go ask uh, whoever's doing uh, a parasail or whatever. They're selling parasail where I could find a life jacket. So I throw on a life jacket and float and f- get dragged into the ocean and float. <laughs> Well, you, I have to, now I have to find out uh, maybe when we, whatever I've said, I said, I think as soon as we got back from Mexico that I would go back. 
Um, but um, I want to go to your resort because yours had a beach chair and that would have allowed me to go to the beach. Mars didn't. And I have no problems with where we stayed, but there was no access to the beach. The beach wasn't really all that nice, actually, at this particular resort, which will re- remain nameless because I've just said your beach wasn't nice. But uh, I didn't have any desire to go to the beach. I just stayed in the pool and enjoyed the palm trees and the tequila. There you go. And well, thank you so much for for uh coming over and hanging out and Brett making the whopping 40 minute drive into the hammer. I appreciate you, but it wouldn't be a, um, an episode. Well, I mean, he says that sarcastically. He's never driven 40 minutes. <laughs> he might this summer. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, well, that escalated quickly. All right. So it, it wouldn't be an episode of the team ability, no excuses podcast without our offside moment. Um, and I've got a doozy that's fresh for me. Cause it happened this week. My wife and I um, happened to get some matching time off. Uh, over the Christmas break. Of course, me being in my profession, I had a, a couple weeks off with my kids, which was wonderful. Um, but uh, her days off happened to line up with mine. So we had the better part of a, of a week to spend at home. So we decided to take the kids to see Frozen 2. It was uh, my youngest's first time at the movie theater. So that was a great experience for him. Um, went down to Jackson Square here in Hamilton uh, to the theaters there. Uh, which has probably become one of our favorite movie theaters. It's um, a landmark cinema. So they've got uh, Lazy Boy recliners as every single seat. Um, You pick your seats online and you can sit where you want and a very accessible environment because I drive my chair up to the seat, get out of my chair, sit in the Lazy Boy and hope to not fall asleep. Go ahead, Brett. You get your hand in the air. You said drive and I am very offended by that word. Yeah. You don't drive your chair. I wheel it. Yes. Okay. You're, You're more... You're a patron in your in your wheelchair. <laughs> Fair enough. There's not there's not a lot that offends Brett, but if you say I drive my wheelchair, he's, he's <laughs> that's what pisses him off. He's yeah, fired up. Honest to God, <laughs> he's triggered. He's hashtag triggered right now because you said I drive. You don't drive your wheelchair. Anyways, let's. So now that I've got Brett getting fired up, um, I'll I'll mention why this has become my offside moment. So we park underground at Jackson Square uh, near the farmers market. Um, which is on site, sort of all connected in a big mall for those that aren't from our wonderful city, um, ours being mine and Andy's. Um, and so we go up, we have a great time at the movies, and everything's wonderful. Um, we're there, obviously, for a few hours, and then we go to leave. Um, we go back down the elevator to the underground parking facility, and I discover that I am blocked in. Um, so the the place that we parked the closest entrance to where we parked was at hamilton the hamilton farmers market nation's farmers market uh which is a busy busy place in the city uh full of fresh foods from all over the world and so on and so forth um that so much is not so much as important as as these the uh, the reason i'm mentioning that is because of the shopping carts um and so what was blocking me was a chain of shopping carts. And I posted this picture to my Twitter um, and to my Facebook profile and most of my social media outlets because it was I made sure I got a good picture of it. Um, there was a chain of buggies that were all connected. Of course, you got to pay the quarter to get the buggies and so on. And the chain of buggies was so long that it was blocking the one and only access point that I had to the ramp to access my car. The other problem being that to my left immediately were, were multiple guardrails. Um, and so I literally had no opportunity to leave. And, I, and and if not for my wife, and thank God my wife was with me, uh, she was uh, able to, I mean, I probably 
without her would have been able to flag down a stranger. But my wife was able to pick up the entire chain of carts and slide it over uh, enough for me to get my chair through and just enough for me to get my chair through. Um, But if not for that, I would have been stuck waiting a very long time. So that was no fun. Go ahead, guys. You both got your hands up. Yeah, I'm just wondering, did Crystal have a uh, purse full of quarters to take? (laughs) Yeah, no purse full of quarters to detach every single single, uh, shopping cart. She uh, just was able to grab the last one and just muscle it and move the entire thing. So you you say you would have been stuck there a long time, but you could have went back up. I could have. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, That's not the only access point to the... Um, to the underground parking, right? No, it was, yeah, it was our only access point to our car. Um, and so I, I guess alternatively, I could have gone back up the elevator into the food mart and found somebody and said, all the shopping carts are in my way. Well, okay. But even then, that's not the only access to the parking lot, right? There's going to be other ways to get, uh, hmm, how else? Alternatively, I could have went back upstairs, found an entrance or an exit to outside, came back around from the outside and come back down through the underground parking lot, down the, the access ramp. Uh, okay, so I'm just trying to – maybe I'm playing devil's advocate. Fair enough. That's usually what so, you do. That's fine. So the, this was the way that you went into the movie theater? Yeah. Yeah, we parked. And there uh, were no carts there then? No, not at all. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. I see. Not Maybe one or two that were there, but largely they were obviously all up being used in so, the in the market. So you, ta- you tagged Brett and I in it. Yeah. And uh, I didn't realize, because I'm so social media savvy, I didn't realize that you originally posted to Twitter. Yeah. And you tagged both... Uh, the city of Hamilton and the mayor and, yeah. and the mayor. Yeah. I, did you get a response? No, you neither. No. And somebody sort of called me out on that. They sort of said like, what, what are you, what are you tagging the city for? Like the city's not going to do anything about it. The mayor's not going to do anything about your, your accessibility need. And it wasn't so much about trying to get the mayor involved. It was more about trying to bring accountability to whoever was responsible. So that's just, I don't know. I just, I tagged the city of Hamilton and the mayor um knowing well, knowing what their twitter handles were well yeah i mean you did your your due, di- due diligence i guess because you also tag nations so. yeah yeah i did do that um so something similar happened to me uh a number of years ago yeah i was down at um the madame athletic center which is old maple leaf gardens yeah, yeah. they've got a grocery store uh it's either a longos or a loblaws now connected to the hockey arena or the athletic center so there's also an underground parking attached to the uh, the grocery store. And I, I was there for the weekend, so I went and I parked my car. And it was Easter weekend. I think it was Easter weekend. It, it was a holiday weekend anyway. So the grocery store closed early, and I needed to get my car out of the underground after I was done yeah. at Madame Athletic Center. And, I mean, again, accessibility – and trying to get into the underground, not knowing that the grocery store was closed and the access to the elevator was only through the grocery store. You were saying trying to go down the access ramp yeah. to get in and out of the parking lot. Yeah. And, and I mean, for anybody, that's terrifying. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Just speaking of not to code. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the ramp itself is steep, but 
the idea that somebody could either pull in or yes. out yeah. while you're trying to go up or down it and you're it's a blind spot because obviously you don't have eyes in the back of your head. Yeah. So so I get that part. So I, I've been stuck in a parking or an underground where I've realized or I've thought that I've ha- I'd have to go up a curb. Yeah. And it's a good, it was a good foot. So, yeah. So I braced my my feet up and tried to pull myself up. Yeah. Uh, realizing that it was the wrong way to go, coming down, flipped my chair myself out of my wheelchair, which was I mean that that's that happens weekly. That's anyway. part for the course. Yeah, it happens weekly. Who cares? <laughs> Um, but, uh, and then go find the, the proper stairwell with the elevator. I think perhaps the, and and Brett, you sort of hit on it with your story about the Madame Athletic Center. The issue that we faced was because the grocery store closes so much earlier than the movie theater, you go out and there's maybe a smattering of cars that had parked, right? And, and they probably, they have this row of carts and they're, they're gone for the night. They're not really thinking about a wheelchair user coming out of the movies two hours later after they've closed and not being able to get to their car. Well, part of me wonders, is it actually the responsibility of the establishment to actually understand that there's going to be wheelchair users that use their, use their facility or the ramp or yeah. whatever? Or is it just they know, but they just don't care? Well, and, and I wondered that too, again, in the moment you're frustrated and everything, but there's clearly, there's a bank of handicap spots right there by the elevator access. That's your way upstairs, right? So they have to be anticipating that there's going to be some wheelchair users in those oh, spots. I mean, they're there for that, right? Yeah, yeah. So listen, internet, thanks so much. Gentlemen, thanks for coming to me, Brett. I know you got to drive ahead of you, so we'll get you out of here. Uh, if you have been with us from the start, thank you. If you're joining us along the way, thank you anyway uh, for all your continued support. You can go back and listen to any episode you would like on any major podcasting device of your choice. Uh, that's it for me. I got nothing else to say other than I hope that Brett gets home safe and maybe puts on shoes from time to time. Uh, Chad, Andy, and Brett saying goodnight. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Team Ability No Excuses podcast, bringing real talk to matters of disability with no excuses. Cheers.